Hey, what's up, you guys? This is John. I'm here with my buddy Johnny, and yep. we are coming back to Bantertown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, last week we were in... Terre Haute. Town. <laughs> Not as good. <laughs> yeah, it was actually fun. I had a good Terre time. Terre Haute people were very kind. They and were very uh, nice. Very nice, and they happened to live in a state that is very flat and a little on the dull side. Yeah, the uh, well, the chicken wings were good too at the buffet. Was, I think it was meal number five for me. I that didn't day. eat the chicken wings, so but you were throwing them back like <laughs> your plane was going down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna lie, uh, I may have gained a little bit of weight really. on that trip. Oh, we yeah. were gone like 24 hours, Johnny. That's all it took, really. <laughs> when the pancakes came after I ordered the what were those? They weren't even pancakes at that point. They no. were like. They were saturated with a salted caramel sauce. It was like... Butter, whipped cream. It needed like something on... I, I was looking at... I, I drank those fizzy waters. <laughs> you don't like those fizzy, fizzy no, waters, LaCroix? Like LaCroix. LaCroix. Or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually really like those. Yeah. And I was looking at one today, and I like the lime. I like all of them, except yeah. there's this one nasty raspberry lemonade. But anywho, the, the, the lime, I looked at it, and it said 0% juice. And I was like... Yeah. Did I you wonder, think it was going to have juice? Well, no, but I'm just like, it tastes like juice. Oh. And it has 0% juice. So that's what they should have put like on the, the meal like for the yeah. pancakes. 0% real food. Yeah, like, no it's just, nourishment. Just, just, just take liquid sugar and just mm-hmm. somehow pour it into my, my gullet. That's what it was. But That's the thing they're finding now, too, and it's, it's much to my dismay, is that sugar is the real bad thing. Like if you could just they're get just a, now fine. Th- Johnny, no, I've known I'm saying, that for years. But I'm saying they're linking it to like cancers and everything. Oh. Like if you could just get rid of sugar, it but we're s- all addicted to it. That's why we do sweet and low now because it's way better. Nothing in there causes cancer. But well, that's I don't know. That's a that's a rumor. That's a it's myth. It's on the packet. No, it's no, it's not. It's so on sweet and low. Yeah, saccharin. Yeah, isn't saccharin sweet and low? It's no. That's. Uh, I don't know what's in sweet and low. Nutri- no, NutraSweet's Nutri- equal. Saccharin. Just because you call it something Okay, well, else. here's the thing about saccharin that I read, because I've read this on Snopes, okay. the anti-urban legend site, mm. which is also where we found the, <laughs> the little person. The greatest story ever told. The greatest story ever told was no. not true. Okay, I st- so, I'm still holding on to hope. So like these people that spread these emails say, oh, they cut open the tumor and there was sweet and low in it. or what? Like People literally will spread this stuff. They'll say <laughs> that there's literally a pocket of sweet and low in the tumor that they like cut open. in up. the packet still. In, it's still, yeah, somehow. <laughs> these people are eating packets whole. Uh, that's how you get yourself some mm. cancer. No, here's the thing. They'll spread these things and they don't, they just keep spreading them. But the truth is... There's no – they couldn't keep making it if it literally caused cancer and it was proven to cause oh, cancer. Man. You don't have enough of a conspiracy theory mindset. I really don't. That's like saying uh, they wouldn't keep doing it if it was bad. I mean half the stuff we do is bad and we keep doing it because someone's making money. And guys, that's why I'm running for office in 2018. <sighs> I, you got my vote, bro. Let me tell you. I, anybody's <laughs> anybody's a good alternative right now, don't you think? <laughs> me, my dog Brutus. We could get all <laughs> kinds of people elected yeah. or whatever. But Well – Hey, did you see the CMAs last night, Johnny? I saw a couple of clips, and uh, I've read some tweets about it. I'm not like a big country music fan. Yeah. But uh, did you watch it? You know, let me put it this way. My wife watched it. Okay, so you you had it on the background. It was in my periphery, and I did not not watch it. Right. Like, it were parts that perhaps my eyes didn't view. Didn't Brad and Carrie open up with a song that's hers, but they morphed it to be about Trump? I heard that. I didn't see which the, I was fascinated I by that. because country music. A lot of country music fans are big 
you know, right wing. They're Trump supporters, like apologists. Sure. And she did this thing it was before he cheats, but it was maybe he'll think next time before he tweets. And no it was like, way. and people flipped out. Oh, uh, wow. The Twitter was going nuts. Of course, some people love it because there's a lot of, there's a lot of you know yeah. left leaning people that like country music too. Yeah. Uh, and it's Nashville. Nashville. People don't realize how liberal a town Nashville really is. Yeah. Like it's in the middle of a very conservative state, but Nashville itself is a very melting pot, sure more is. metropolitan than liberal area. But. Um, I was fascinated by that, that they would like, let's open the thing, like just wow. guns blazing. Um, that's most award shows now, though. They take shots at the president. It's like an easy t- target now, I guess, sure. to do. But uh, I don't know. Well, and you know, it's funny. I, I met with uh, my tax guy today, and uh, we were talking about Nashville and the growth. And yeah. It's odd because my wife also sent me a new video. These guys have written this, these Nashville songs. Yeah. They're really funny, and, and, and I, I don't know who they are. I Welcome to Nashville. Or yeah, he, they have a part two now, yeah. I guess, released recently. And But all the shots of it. And I, he said, my attorney told me that 90 people slash families a day. Yeah. 90 a That's day what, yeah, heard that. are coming into Nashville. And, of course, we just passed Boston as a population of metropolitan area. We just passed – apparently passed it by a long shot. So, wow. yeah, it's quite the uh, – so when you say it's a, it's got its – it's not going to be just a conservative stronghold with that co- sort of melting pot population coming yeah, into the urban area. a lot area. of different ideas, a lot of whatever because they're not native to – the Bible Belt or whatever right. conservative values. They weren't necessarily raised that way. So they come from bigger cities sometimes. Yep. Or entertainers. If you're coming here for entertainment, you never know what your ideals may be or what you were raised to, to believe. It becomes like this weird I, – I do find there's like this weird conglomeration. Like there's this this very southern tone. I don't, yeah. I don't mean the way your voice sounds. I mean the southern tone of, of strength and, and almost aggressive. We're not afraid to be aggressive. Yeah. And yet the ideology – it doesn't seem to fit because here, here, yeah. if you have that tone. So I'm a, I'm a rare, I'm like a, a unicorn. That's what they would call me because I'm an actual Nashville native. Right. So I'll go to meetings all the time in Nashville and I'm the only guy in the room. You know, really from and, there, yeah. and people, it's almost like they gather around to, to see what you might say. But the, from a Nashville native standpoint, certain, it's funny, certain tones of thought or tones of the way that you speak or carry yourself. Mm-hmm are matched or married to certain ideological slants and that's not necessarily the case anymore. I mean, you, yeah. could, you could have this huge beard, you know, right. uh, and, and you could, you could be, have a shotgun up in the back window of your truck. Right. And then you could be, you know, voting Democrat. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you, you don't know that those things are not all the same. And again, they're just stereotypes and it's not like the, the guy before couldn't have been doing the same thing. Uh, but certainly I think the ideologies are mixed because. Yeah. Melting pot's interesting. I think, um, we were raised – we talked about how kind of we were raised in this very – it's almost like uh, a separatist mindset, uh, like a bubble. Yeah. Let's protect ourselves. Our parents wanted to protect us from the world. Yeah. And so then when you get like a glimpse of it, you're like, oh, this is interesting. I never. It's almost like – so a lot of these kids, they freak out when they leave home. They're like, I never – it's like Oz. They see things in Technicolor. <laughs> And they don't understand. They don't know how to process it, and they flip out, or they completely. Everybody fights a little bit against what they were. It's just kind of a. That's an old, you know, it's an old trope that happens. You just. My dad was this, so I'm going to fight against being turning into my dad or whatever. Right. But just ideologically, do you think it's better to live around people and even have people in your group of people that you trust, even who think differently than you? Not just – I'm talking about like about key issues. 
I think it's hard. I think it's going to be rare if they're very key issues yeah. that you guys are going to. I do think it's important to have to, to have a. I think it's important to listen. I think that that's the problem mm-hmm. in my own life. How many times I, I haven't listened? I can't hear another viewpoint, and that's what I'm trying to change. I think that to your point about I don't want to be my dad or don't want to be somebody else. Many people's viewpoints are simply reactionary. They they set out and even subconsciously, I think, to be the opposite of yeah. whatever it was that they that they grew up with right. because there's a a liberation or there's a maturity that I, I have to leave home. And I think there's a health to that. You know, I, I need to find my own way. Yeah. And then later in life, sometimes you end up migrating back to similar things. Yeah, that's the old Mark Twain bit about. Uh, I thought my dad was such an idiot when I left home when I was 18 or whatever. By the time I was, you know, by the time I was 25, I was amazed at how much he had learned or something. So it's like, <laughs> right. you don't realize, you know, you're the one that's adapting and you're, you're realizing, oh man, mom and dad knew more than I thought. Uh, but I really did with my dad. You know, there's some thoughts <clears throat> on uh, faith and all that, that I, I guess I chalked my dad up to being kind of a hippie on some things, uh-huh. and, you know, and, um, and the other day I was thinking there was one one and we talk about it later if you want, but one point in particular I was like, Wow, dad really was right about that and, and um Yeah. And how the more I learn and I don't know. And I, my kid, gosh, she does it to me. She does it to me right now. Like last night, Johnny, and so this is not an example of this, but you know, my kid's the kind of person who is really uh, she absorbs language well. Okay. She, like foul language. Well, possibly. I mean, I think <laughs> <laughs> all things are possible, uh, really. But she has she cussed yet? Have you? Has she had her first? You, she, she came said, in. Did she know what she was saying when she said it? And no, she came in the the first time she cussed. She came in and uh, we were at her old house, and because uh, after she cussed, we moved. You know, that was the night. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's it we're out of here this worldly there's not enough anointing oil to put on these doorposts <laughs> there's not enough prayers um and so she came in and she and some some little boys in the neighborhood were making fun of another little boy yeah. and they called him something and it was the f word oh as a noun which i really oh i was like they're not really they don't really know i mean i, I hate saying, to probably. like i find myself as an editor writer i'm like oh man they didn't do that right but anyway so <laughs> you need to go tell them how to curse properly <laughs> boys, boys let me tell you this <laughs> let me tell you how it's supposed to happen anywho so uh she came in and she said she said daddy they just called him and i go whoa and i said so she knew there was an f word yeah she knew there was one but i had not told her what it was now we uh, discussed other words right uh, and just, you know, I don't know. I mean, just, she was like five, mm-hmm. I think, you know. And I said, well, Sadie, honey, that's – and I'm trying to freak out because they're, they're words, you know. Yeah. They're words. It's a lot like other things we say. So they're important. Words are really, really important, you know. But the fact that she said it, you know, yeah. not knowing what it means, you know. You know, she did know what it means and said it, it – it, you know, what I wanted to really focus on is, is positive words as well. And I wanted to avoid the negative. I'm not telling my kid, Johnny. I don't know why you're accusing me that yeah. I want her to go say the F word. That's not, I'm not Damn. saying that. You've so I have to you – know, Parents, man, if you're listening, yeah. this guy. <laughs> Bring me in to do your conference. Anyway, uh, I said, well, Sadie, honey, that's the F word. She goes, oh, really? I was like, yeah, that's, that's that. It that's, was like she discovered something. Right. She was like, oh, I've I heard it. I've heard about it. this. Yeah. She felt like she was like she was growing up. Like, I know the big secret. Now. And then she went through all the words she knew. She was like, well, is it worse than? And then she said this word. I was oh, like, boy. yeah, it's probably worse than that. Is it worse than? And she went through the whole list, you know. It was like, yeah. She knew the list? She had a list. Well, she's, wow. she was in second grade. Right. They had kids, man. You They're know? handing out lists. Yeah. <laughs> so 
they're none of them are using them correctly, but they no. got them, you know. And, yeah. And so uh, I said, yeah, let's not say that word anymore. So that was our discovery. I don't know. I just don't like to. I, it goes back to probably that drinking conversation. I don't want to. I don't want to put some uh, allure or some like. And this is the most dangerous. Yeah. You know, like some. some uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? I don't. I want to. I don't want to add some mystery to it. There should be no mystery to it. Yeah. These are words. In fact, people always say to me, you know, and I told Sadie, and I've tried to teach this to her. I have no idea because I understand. Mm-hmm. I may be speaking a little above, but I think I believe in speaking a little above. Yeah. Your 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 kid or whomever, if you can go above, like how else are they going to come up? I mean, you need to, then you get used to hearing things like. So this. what do you mean? You're like saying Shakespearean? <laughs> you know, Sadie, it's like the Lord <laughs> said in Leviticus chapter seventy five. <laughs> you speak above, talk above your kid's head. No, and that know. way to to have a conversation with you, they have to they have to adapt. <laughs> well, Otherwise, mean, the kid's just going to be. So you're saying some children left behind? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. It was funny is to say I would speak above her. I'm not speaking correctly now. So no, uh, you're not speaking above anybody. John. No, I'm not. So let me just let me go back here and 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 try to salvage the heart of what I was trying to say, <laughs> if possible. Let me extract it from the yes. bowels of this conversation. Oh, uh, it's a bowel extraction, man. If you will. <laughs> Tell you what, this is that's beautiful. So my point is, I had a conversation with her. A lot of people go, "Well, a kid that age is not going to understand what it's trying to say." So yeah. I said, "Look, Sade." You know what cuss words are? They come from curse words. You yeah. know what cursing means? Cursing means literally, I curse you. Like, I, I, yeah. I wish bad things upon you. That's where they started. So yeah. they've become like this thing where this four-letter word is like this oh, thing. But in its essence, what it means is that you're cursing somebody. Yeah. And and here's the deal. You don't have to cuss to curse somebody. Yeah. You don't have to be cussing. People are cursing people all the time. They're cussing all the time without using cuss words. What I really think God you know, is worried about in our life or what is encouraging us to do is, is to not curse each other. So you walking over and calling that kid across the street stupid, right? you know, may not be the F word, but you're, you're cursing him. Yeah. It's the same net effect. Right. And, and like, we act like that God's up there and he's, you know, la 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 holding his ears, you know, yeah. because he's so embarrassed that we use some sacred thing or unsacred yeah. thing. And it's like, look, God, guys, let's be honest here. English language didn't exist. Yeah. When the scriptures are written. Well, and yeah, even slang words are cultural and curse words uh, to some degree are cultural uh, and generational. Uh, yep. So, you know, I've told, I've told theology students before and kind of blown their minds before, you know, that Paul, Paul used the word scubula, which is where we get the S word. I mean, he literally was saying your, your righteousness is worth this. Wow. Yeah. And so it's Paul. I mean, we put him on such a pedestal. Yeah. He's like, you know what I'm saying? He's Jesus light. We give him such credit, but here he is. He's in the marketplace using these words. And we're like, so I see intent, even when it's like, let no yep. field communication come out of your mouth. I believe we ought to got to guard ourselves to what we hear and what we say. But man, it's like sometimes we trip over the dumbest stuff. We get shocked over things that we shouldn't be shocked by. And then we miss the real, like what somebody's trying to say. Like if you hear somebody say something that's a little bit uh, off or they, like I'll say you hate, you hate the word crap. Right. You, you oh, don't say crap. And then, but somebody's saying something really of value. Like even a minister, some ministers now will say something like that. And if they say the word, now you've turned them off. I can't. I right. couldn't even hear a word. He's well, then you're you've blown it. Yeah, because that's we, your own weird bias in there. And and, and I get the wisdom of like, okay, yeah. and, and as a minister, it's yeah. like, well, where is the line yeah. between I have to act, I have to have wisdom here to, to 
And I'm so trying you, to reach everybody, so that right. means I can't just go guns blazing and say whatever I think. But at the end of the that's why I talk about that, Johnny. That mm. that's you know, as a let's just forget being a minister for a second. Just being a believer, just being a Christ follower. Okay, mm-hmm. to me, I, I would like to same thing I did with Sadie. I'm in a place in life where I would rather just tear down whatever the the facade is that's causing this. So you and I are having a conversation right now about whether or not a pastor could say crap in the pulpit because yeah. somebody out there thinks crap is anti-biblical or whatever. Right. And to them, that conviction can be valid. I'm not invalidating right. the conviction, okay? But because of that, they may not hear the rest of the message that would be helpful. And someone else, though, because the preacher I – mean, hear me. Yeah. Someone else, because he doesn't talk like a real person in 2017, yeah. like he's, he's not valid to them either. Because yeah. it's not because I want him to get up there and start cussing or something. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right, he, he, that whole that whole thing to be relevant, like I'm going to be relevant, so I'm going to find out what the kids are saying. That wears thin pretty quick yeah. too because like how far are you willing to go to be right. quote relevant? Yeah. And you sound like an idiot often yeah. because you're, you know, yeah. you, you turn your hat sideways or doing what you're trying to do and you're a 40-year-old yeah. man. You know, it's like yeah. – so I mean – and so – but I think I'd rather just have the conversation with everybody present. But we just had. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the words that we all care about. And okay, is your conviction about this word based upon some? And I'm going to use this word not judgmentally. Is it steeped somewhere in a new law? Is it a new legal thing for you yeah. that you really can't find that might be positive and helpful, but not worth dismissing messages over? Yeah. Like you know. Maybe there was something deeper to hear, and and sure, hey pastor, use your wisdom. But should we really yeah. not be able as mature believers to endure certain things? So while I don't want my kid exposed, if you're back to the parenting thing, I don't want my kid exposed to a bunch of nonsense. Here's the deal, though, Johnny, she's gonna be yeah, and and I and so right now I'm limiting that because she's young, but I know the day is coming. Instead of her, instead of her being like I was, to be honest, and I you cussed in front of me. Either I giggled, you know, because oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Right, you know, right before was, we started, I was just <laughs> Johnny was just cussing dropping. on Blue Streak. You can't yeah. believe it was like and a was, Chris Rock record in here. <laughs> I was I'm giggling old. like anyway, and <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird for two dudes to sit in a church nursery recording a podcast giggling. We are in oh. the nursing mother's lounge in rocking chairs. <laughs> we are in rocking chairs, padded rocking and chairs, so comfortable. And uh, I can't, yeah. People, I don't know what people think. If people, if people think this is coming from like a studio, <laughs> well, anywhere could be a studio now. I there just are have, children's toys everywhere. There are goldfish crackers in the cabinet. There's a changing station I'm looking at mm-hmm. with wipes and, um, yeah. And the deal is, and by the way, we should probably acknowledge we don't have our producer Dane again, and it yeah, really stinks. It does. Like I miss having Dane. Uh, part He's, of this has to do. Really, this is your fault, um, oh. and I think that you know why I've called you here. Because we need to talk about the fact that your comedy traveling schedule is hindering the recording of the podcast, which I'm is sorry. our real career. The real thing that's making us money right now yeah. is this podcast. I like to think our sponsors, Testaments, mm. uh, brand new uh, sponsor. That's uh, our first sponsor. Yeah, if you've never heard of Testaments, they're the Christian Mints. And you might say to yourself, why do we need uh, Christian Mints regular? Uh, because the answer is... Uh, Secular breath fresheners Secular. aren't going to do it for you. Uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> testaments are f- 
Sometimes your breath is ungodly. That's what I guess I'm saying. <laughs> oh, like mine or just in general? The in general, you. you okay, yeah. Okay. Implied you. Oh, right, gotcha. You, the listening audience, your breath right. is an abomination. <laughs> and so you put a, you, sure, you could have a tic-tac, but is that going to do it? Is that really going to glorify God? Right. Right. Tic-tacs don't have crosses on them. No. Not one. And do you know what's weird about a testament? Mm. No matter how long that you put it in your mouth that it dissolves, the cross remains. Really? No. No, it doesn't. No. It's it, a part of the candy. But the, the true cross It's remains. like an in, impression. It's like an indention cross. I've actually never had a testament. They've Even got, though they're our sponsor. Don't tell them. I, uh, man, it's, it was a moment for me. <laughs> I started out with some bad candies. I, this, you is, start te- out, this is your testimony. You isn't start it? out small, yeah. you know, there's like the little bin of mints when you leave the steakhouse or whatever when you're a kid uh-huh. and I could put in the money. Yeah. And you take a few, and it would say, like, help juvenile diabetes. And you're like, I don't know how candy can help juvenile diabetes, but I'm down, whatever. <laughs> so you take a few mints. Before you know it, John, I was I was spiraling, bro. Oh, I wow. was I was having, you know, an entire tin of Altoids. Oh, wow. And uh, chasing that with some certs. <laughs> uh, just eating them like they were candy. <laughs> so testaments have meant a lot to me and I'm glad that they're on board and we just want to thank them yeah. for everything that they're doing. I don't know that they're doing anything, but we want to thank them in case they're doing anything. You know, and this is, you know what, maybe this will inspire a listener out there yeah. to become a corporate sponsor. Or maybe come up with your own Christian candy. I had one that I pitched and nobody liked it. It was, it was a Thy Kingdom gum. Remember that? I do remember that. Thy Kingdom gum. You had a great graphic for that. Right. What would Jesus chew? <laughs> and uh, nobody, nobody wanted to be a part of it. Who wanted to be a part of Testaments? I don't know. Like, it's taken off the... Now that, we say that, but Christian bookstores, obviously they're kind of a fading star. You know, It's like, just, you, know, the, you know when they say like a star, you're seeing light from a star that may have burned out, but the light <laughs> just now reached Earth. You know that you and I both have products in Christian stores. Think, well, they know they're fading. <laughs> I think that Christian bookstores are a fading star. We're still seeing some of the light, but they're not... Like their business model can't well, let's itself. be honest. Uh, mainstream bit, uh, bookstores often are. Cl- I mean, Barnes and Noble. Are you, do down. you think it's because we're becoming more stupid and people just don't, or just the online outlets? I think it may be a combination of many factors, but I will not dismiss the idea that we're becoming more stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, I do have uh, my DVD is in a, a few Christian bookstores, and I'm grateful to have that uh, opportunity to reach that audience. But I do recognize that that's one of those things. Like if it was in the '90s, like if you had your product on the store. In you know whatever store, yeah, there's a few, but a few that have closed down altogether, like Family and Zonder. I can't remember who all the ones have closed down, but uh, Family's one of them. Family bookstores, yeah, Family's a like big hundreds of stores, one. yeah. But like if you had, if you were on that shelf, that's a different thing than being on that shelf now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Unless you're Beth Moore, which she just has her own wall, right? <laughs> the Beth Moore wing, of Beth the Moore Christian Max Licato. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is when we go to bookstores, and occasionally we do yeah. Sadie. Matt, can you guess what she wants to do? I don't know. She wants to go through the store and find a book with my name on it. Oh, yeah. Which is, that you know what? a big deal. It is. Daddy's a, famous. It's like a, well, she knows Daddy's not famous, but she wants to be a part of the process of making him famous. And so, like, we Does were, she brag about you at, at school? Uh, yes. And do you tell her what to say? Like, if you're going to tell him that I'm awesome, <laughs> here's here's some credits. <laughs> Sadie, if you're going to tell them, it was actually 30,000 sold. Read that. <laughs> no, you know, uh, I'm really, 
it's this weird, it's this weird mix. I'm really embarrassed by it. Like I feel real weird about it. Yeah. I'm not a braggy guy, you know? And so for example, last Sunday or two Sundays ago, we're doing a series in our church called come and see. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, based on a book that you co-wrote. Correct. And, and it was about the church. And yes. so, We've been talking about a lot, Johnny, and our, so many of our listeners have already gone out and got the book. Absolutely, no, no doubt, have by the dozens, and so uh, we, everybody in our church, got a book. Yeah, okay. There's a big stack of books in the and front, and then a bill for that book. And then, <laughs> <laughs> you guys just you could put that nine ninety nine in the offering plate now, or we just get your email. You remember the send video? Send you an invoice. Remember the video I did when the Reggie book, uh, and I think you gave me the idea. Oh, it's it, from What About Bob? It was though, like, yeah. What About Bob? I know we rob, robbed, we robbed. What Bob. about robbed? Yeah, uh, we borrowed the idea, but I did a <laughs> book thing where I had a, uh, a kid in my office, and he, I was counseling him, and yeah. and it was like. Um, so I just, I just, I used to call me PJ, you know, Pastor John. He's like, I just don't know PJ. I just don't want to do. It. And I was like, Hey, man, it's gonna, it's gonna get better. You just need it. I just, I just don't know. I just want to give up hope. And I was like, You know what? There's a book, and I go to the shelf, and the and the camera comes over, and it's all Reggie books. But you're like, looking like like which book? And which it's one? Every book. Is <laughs> your book. <laughs> oh, here it is. And I pull it right out of the middle. I was like, How about Reggie? You can't change your past, but you can change your future. And he goes, I don't know PJ. I was like, Hey. Just read it. And I hand it to him. He's like, well, thanks, man. I got to go. And he gets up. I was like, one more. Hey, aren't you forgetting something? And he turns around. This was your. To give you a hug. He gives me a hug. I was like, whoa, no, bro. $15. $15. Yeah. <laughs> and then we pause it. And I play the the woman from, what the lady from, I can't say it. Ipanema? Ipanema. The girl from Ipanema. Girl from- the, the lady from, <laughs> were you going to say the lady from Iwo Jima? The-, the lady from Iwo Jima. <laughs> Wasn't she with the flag? They're all holding the. Well, I really, I really botched that. Man. It was like, burr, 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 burr. I don't know. I always wanted yeah. that song at the end of a video like that. And you can't, you stole that. You can't play it. That's royalty protected music, right? Oh, yeah. Was it like a variation of Ipanema? It was. It, was, it really was the lady from Iwo Jima. <laughs> <laughs> it was like <laughs> pan flutes and I'm recording kettle drums. Johnny, that was back before the days that I had a conscience. So, oh. I mean, I, I don't remember, you know, I don't. Here's the deal. If I wanted to pay royalties on it, I would have known how. Yeah. Like, that makes it okay. Royalty is an interesting word because, like, it can mean getting, like, a tiny 15-cent check <laughs> from some episode of a show that you were on. Because right. I know these actor friends who, like, I know a guy who was on the original 90210 for, like, four episodes. Uh-huh. He was the guy who dated Kelly. Remember Kelly, the blonde? Yeah. So he dated Kelly. I answered way too quickly. Uh, yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think I remember her, That's yeah. Right. So he dated Kelly, and then there was like a masked guy who sexually assaulted her. No. And then it was like, was it that guy? So his whole arc okay, was... Wait, oh, I'm sorry. So on the show that happened. Yes. Okay, you're telling me on... On oh. 90210, that was part of yes. the story arc, was okay, okay, okay. Kelly dated this guy after she broke up with Dylan or Brandon or And whoever. somebody attacked her with a mask and on. And it, it looked kind of – he fit the description sort of of the guy she was dating, and he was mm. like – so the whole thing was did he, didn't he. He gets 25 – Netflix, I'm going to have to go back. And he gets 25-cent checks still and hate mail from people, <laughs> I can't believe you raped Kelly. Oh, my gosh. So it's like the best of – the worst of all of it. It's like you have to be reminded that, yes, I was – the funniest story about 90210, 
What, did they ever resolve the storyline? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do so it. So he was, he was acquitted. He was, he was innocent. It was a different guy. He was exonerated. But then they broke up anyway. So, <sighs> because you, he, cause she couldn't get Dylan out of her mind. You know that. Oh, yeah. Bro, you don't. Those sideburns, how pointy they were, you can't forget I, that. So I'm just curious. I'm, I'm sorry. This is not the point of your story. <laughs> There is no point to the story, John. I'm just finding it... We're chasing so I, I, I'm rabbits. finding it kind of... I'm, I'm almost impressed yeah. that 90210 was... was, was fa- were they facing issues of sexual assault? Yeah, no, that, that was needs back, to be talked no, about. No, that was back when you did that. You had the drinking uh, and driving episode. Because okay. remember Scott so, Scott, uh, who was Brian Austin Green's character, David Scott Silver. Scott Scott? His name was Scott Scott. He either killed himself or he drunk driving, and but it was a suicide. I think it was a suicide. So they thing. were addressing the issues. They were, yeah. It was back. That was back when, like, the late eighties, early nineties was the tonight on a very special episode. Yeah, of Family Ties. <laughs> you know, and then Alex would whatever I take could, speed. Remember the I'm so excited, Saved by the Bell, where Jesse no took one's speed. laughing the whole episode. They're I'm like, so excited. She's dancing. I'm so excited. And then she goes, I'm so scared. And then they hug. Oh my god. And then she gets off That's drugs. Awesome. Yeah, because that's how you get set free from drugs. You sing, you, you sing a song, and then well, you insert. You got to come clean. She did. She, you know what? And then they and offered. They offered her grace. That's very. What's it, it is. They did. That's interesting. Okay, so I don't, okay, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. The I'm best just story from, Okay, that. so the nine two one zero. He's in his trailer one day, and he's just like in. He's a side character. Yeah. Who has a little four four episode arc? Yeah. But he's hanging out with the crew, and they all have their trailers next to his on the lot. And he said one day they were like. That the big buzz on the set was that there was deliveries, and he was like, "Oh, there's there's mail." He thought it was like going to be like uh, fan mail, yeah, because they got tons of fan mail, you know. Oh yeah. He comes out. It wasn't. It was UPS deliveries of Rogaine for the cast members that were male. You know, you had what? You had Luke Perry because they were all thirty. They were all like thirty, and they were balding, all of them. So they all like Jason Ro- Priestley was balding. Yeah, like cases. I'm talking about cases of Rogaine. No. Because they all had to keep. There's this, hope. They're in high school, and it's just it was just such a funny thing to think. Like we think of these guys as like, well, they made it. Where they're famous, they got to be secure. But the insecurity just is magnified. You're like, I gotta. This window's gonna close. I gotta stay young looking. You know that brings a lot of hope to me, Johnny. Because I, I really do. I, Have I, you ever some, thought about it? Have you ever thought about the old uh, what are you hair transplant? Are you, thinking, are you think I should? Are well, you are you acknowledging that my hair's falling out? Have you acknowledged it? Not on the air. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Come publicly. and see John's hairline. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know. Sometimes I make I joke with people that mm. I theorize that if I had like my nephew Josh has incredible hair, like it's thick and black, and I'll mm-hmm. look at but him. But he's young; he he's, could, it could still fall out. Well, I don't know. You don't but think it will? I look at him and I say, Josh, if I had your hair right now, I'd yeah. be a senator. Like, right. it would have done so much for me. Like, who knows? And you have this, like, you know, and he just laughs. But we always do that. And I'm like, seriously, like, though, hair is wasted on the young. Like, I know what to do with it now. Like, I would use it to my advantage. You look at, like, uh-huh. like you look at, you, I'm trying to think of politicians, people who are powerful, who have, who are bald. You know, can you mm-hmm. name any? Remember that? Do you remember the Simpsons episode? I didn't really let you answer. No. You, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> It's impossible. <laughs> Johnny's not really here today. I'm doing his voice. There right are now. bald. There are bald people who it's come. It's come a long way. I hope so. You know Johnny. who? You know who made it come a long way? Uh, the Bruce Willis, Patrick Stewart, Jean Luc Picard, Jean Luc. Because he's like this respected actor. Yeah. 
Because when it first happened, you saw like, okay, this is the next Star Trek. Okay, uh, it doesn't look like William this is like, at all. This is five centuries from now. You're telling me they don't have a cure for baldness? I'm not buying this, Captain. <laughs> but then, like, he's such this classically trained actor, and he's so, you know, got a great presence to him. Yeah. And then women found him sexy. Like, he became the sex symbol. And so I think he, he started moving the needle a little bit. He changed. Uh, yeah, that's not who I was going to There's a lot of schlubs who are bald, too. Like, you know, you had your George Costanza's. And yeah, that's more who I consider myself to be. Yeah, you're more Costanza uh, than I'm John not, Luke. Yeah, I'm not in a John Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the episode? You're not number one. You're more of a number two. <laughs> <laughs> number one was actually Riker. Though. You realize a lot he of listeners have, have no idea what we're talking about right number now. Number one was Riker, though. He had he did have lustrous hair. Star Trek The Next Generation now is so old yeah. that we sound so old. Talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, there was a guy. He always called him number two. Well, they that know him the as the first... X-Men. They know him as Dr. X. Correct. Yeah. John he... Luke. Uh... But Professor X, I thought. Profe- was oh. that Dr. X? No, Professor, Professor X. Professor Xavier, right. yeah. So. I forgot that he had. Dr. X sounds like something else. Well, he got his doctorate, and then he went for- He went further with it. He got his. <laughs> in, in special powers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm majoring in special powers. Do you remember that? Back before I was a Christ follower, I used to watch The Simpsons. Oh, right. And, just... uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> remember that episode where there, he, um, Homer takes the, he takes the Rogaine, yeah. whatever it is, and he has this beautiful head of hair. Right. And all of a sudden, he just like shoots up the ladder in every area of life. Right. And he becomes like the VP mm-hmm. of the nuclear power plant and all these things. He's given all these presentations and somehow he accidentally spilt the, the antidote or whatever on his head accidentally the night before. So the day of the big presentation, I mean, wait a minute, why would you need an antidote? To- I can't help it. Well, I guess if you put it back on there too early or something, uh, whatever it was, and, and yeah. he was crying about something in his head, he didn't know he had done it. But that morning he woke up and he was bald again and he still has to make the presentation. Yeah. And so like the, the, the room is packed. It was just the most funny thing to me in the yeah. world that it was all about his hair. Like the only reason Homer is Homer yeah. and that he's an idiot was his hair. And he stands up and people start leaving. Yeah. I mean, his presentation is identical to what it was. And this one guy stands, and I'm thinking which writer. I want to know what writer had lost his hair and yeah. was just taking it well, out on yeah, the world. Yeah, writers are generally not the most attractive <laughs> folks. And he's, to tell me about it. And so he, he <laughs> I mean like TV writers. And he's it's this guy stands up and goes, "What could this bald man teach me about business?" <laughs> <laughs> he just leaves. It's like true. It, it's like it didn't matter at all. Well, no, I think about that a lot. Um we talked about that maybe recently. I can't remember on the podcast or just in one of our dinner conversations about how people want to get their entertainment from pretty people yeah. except for comedy. For some reason, we want to get our comedy from oh, yeah. average people. Yeah. Like we want to we want Kevin James. Like right. Tom Cruise would not be a stand-up. No. I think He's Mission Impossible. He's a superhero. Yeah. Uh, we want our comedy from Jerry Seinfeld, who's just kind of a, a nerdy, plain-looking guy. If you best. can find a plain-looking guy, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Then because if you don't want somebody distractingly ugly, <laughs> uh, you know. Can you name – just kidding, please don't. <laughs> can you name one person, Johnny, who is distractingly uh, ugly? Uh, please don't. <laughs> <just kidding>. <laughs> no, um – no, we did. I think that was in the podcast we talked about that. Well, and, there is a thing too, like you talk about the hair thing and how it's kind of, that's a cartoon, but it's a caricature of real life, and it's it's actually there's some truth there because I think I read that that upward mobility in your job, you're so much more likely to be promoted if you're attractive. Yeah, uh, and who knows if it's related? Who knows if it's chicken or the egg? Like, such attractive people have a confidence, perhaps, right? Uh, they've had a lot of things go right for them, and they don't really know why. And so maybe they have more. So maybe the confidence that they get from that yeah. causes them to move quicker yeah. through the ranks. 
Or maybe it's just a matter of, look, I don't want to see you anymore, Jake from accounting. <laughs> just stay in your cubicle because you look like a bridge troll. I don't. Who knows if which one's which one's which? But I do know that it matters in almost every profession except for comedy, and almost no comedians that I know you would say are like classically handsome people. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't. Can you hear my neck buzzing? Is that you? What are you buzzing about? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's John's defibrillator. <laughs> well, um, anywho, it's a it's a it's a very interesting thing. I. I I'm not a real vain person, mm. I don't think, although I think I have more vanity than I knew the older I get, you know, because you do start caring. You're like, yeah, you, you know, got to be real about it. Like, I, don't, I wonder if my wife will will find me attractive, you know, if I don't. And you yeah. realize there's no – then you realize how much – I realize how much better of a person just in, than the world my wife is because – I don't know the best I could do. Yeah, doesn't seem to change anything. Although she, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I want to have her in the episode. She's. She, she thinks she would answer honestly though, because she knows how neurotic you are. I don't want. So her if to. you said, "Honey, if I," that's like, what I John, told her. I think you're the most attractive. Like, well, would she just lie? I'm so neurotic that I have already pre. I've already prepared myself for that exact scenario. So I'll say, "Sure, whatever you're going to say to me, uh-huh. it behooves you to say this." Because it would be a nuclear yeah. event, you know, if you were. You're going to gonna deal with the fallout of this if. So even when she says it, I'm not sure I can believe it. Now, that's the non. Yeah. Truth be told, I've just decided to believe it. Yeah. Like, just let my wife love me. And she looks at me and she goes, wow, just don't be so dumb. Like, just let me love you. Like, right. okay. That's. There's. Maybe the don't answer. be so dumb. Just love. That's a great book title right just there. Just be maybe, loved. Maybe don't be so dumb. That's not a direct quote, by the way. Okay. That's what I took away from it. I said, before I direct, my wow. wife has told me she listens to the podcast. She. Mm-hmm. is an avid listener. Oh, that's nice. She loves, she loves podcasts, and she actually loves our podcast, and I can't wait to have her on. This here, may play into our subject last week, the whole apathy thing, uh-huh. because like the idea that if you feel loved unconditionally, does it drive you towards, I still want to do right by this person because mm-hmm. they loved me? Yeah. Like, like all the like, I think about you. Know, people say, "If I could go, if I could go back to high school now," mm. with a, but the confidence that you have now was given to you by your wife. Yep. So, and the, but the other thing too about going back to high school that makes me laugh. People <laughs> say that if I go back to high school now, my goodness, these girls wouldn't know what hit them the way I feel. Yeah, but you're not picturing yourself. I'm not throwing 14 year old hormones on you. Right, like that would muddy the waters completely. It's going you would immediately to be back. Mobilize all of us exactly. Again, right? It would yeah. yeah, in the pimples yeah. and everything else. Like no, no, I would have, I would have. I, I wouldn't. You, you medications from the future. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to go back to high no, school. No, I would never want to do. And it. I liked high school, but yeah. you know, you know, it's funny to your point. Um, when we talk about when I do marriage, a lot of marriage talks, we talk about the fact that that very thing you're saying. I'll I'll look at a young couple and say, now y'all don't know this now. Because you're in limerence. You're in this... Men- what is that? Limerence is a mental... I heard a guy... Limerence? It's a scientific term... I've never heard this. ...for the chemical reaction in your brain when you're, quote, in love that causes you to not be able to see the negatives about that person. Well, that sounds like infatuation. When, no, when you're in love, it's almost like... It's almost like it's it's created such... That okay. You will. It's delusional. 
Well, it's not delusional. It's that you see the best in them, and you have trouble seeing what's it's it's, it's grace goggles. If you, yeah, <laughs> you know, in some ways. Yeah. So now you can go too far, and you know, you're you're you know dating a drug dealer who's hurting you, and you can't see it. That's why people do that. It, you know, mm. so so, but over time, those chemicals. Once you're together, you're you're married, you're in this relationship, and and you know those things begin to fade, and then people get really disillusioned. Yeah, get real disillusioned. Like, you, and, and and this is what I always tell these young couples. So you wake up one day. How many times have you heard this on TV or movies? You're right. just not the man I married. Yeah, and I'll look at them and go, guys, there's you're not. None of us can remain the person that they married. Yeah. I mean, we just can't. There's, I'm not even close to the guy that Laura married tw- almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Not even close. I don't look the same. I don't. I don't talk the same. I mean, there's a lot of those same things there. But and I, and I go through all the vows. It's like what's funny is is I'm going to stand on the stage with y'all, and I'm going to I'm going to read these beautiful vows, mm-hmm. and you're going to say, "Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful, Johnny. It's so beautiful." Yeah. And, and and all the vows we're talking about. But then two years later, you're going to say, "You're not the man I married." But every vow. Right. That you took was about the changes, the change. sickness to come. and in health, rich right. and poor. What you're dealing with is is that your brain or your emotional self. Yeah. You, that's what I'm saying. You've now come to a place where you've become safe mm-hmm. in this relationship that you can now see who they truly are. Yeah. And because of that, you're just real disillusioned by it. Not who they truly are, but may, sometimes you see them worse than they are in marriage. Yeah. But to your point. I'll say you guys are going to say things to your spouse that you would never say to your worst enemy. Yeah. And the reason is actually good. The reason, believe it or not, is actually good. The reason is you trust that they're not going anywhere. And when that moment of trust instinctively falls in or subconsciously falls in, then you become more and more comfortable saying something to them that honestly you you wouldn't say to anyone else. And that's why so much hurt can be inflicted in marriage. But at the same time, I believe it comes from a good place. There's a good symptom. You just need to learn. You need to learn the boundaries and and, and to go, wow, if I feel safe enough to say this to you, that's actually a good thing. Now I need to love you enough (laughs) to not devastate you with those words or to say them in a way that that they're going to be helpful or, or constructive, and even if it's negative, that we need to deal with this this thing that bugs me. Anyway, that's a long answer to a short. No, no, I I think it's great, and you're right. Limerence, I have to look that up. I don't. That sounds like a hair care. It could have product. been coined. There was a guy who wrote a book, and maybe he coined it. But he 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 called it something. But if I remember correctly, I heard him at a live talk that yeah. that he had said it was a scientific thing. It but, sounds like limericks. It's not. That's not the same thing, though. No, like there once was a man from Des Moines, <laughs> et cetera. <laughs> Not, I don't think it's like that, <laughs> but I do, I do think, you know, that's, is it apathy or, or how does it set in when I feel safe? When I feel, people do this with God, people do this with God. You know, you were talking before the podcast about when you begin to settle into the sovereignty of God Yeah, and people react so you know, it kind of goes back to last week and the, and the question from Jackie, you know, if you will, because that, that apathy, worldliness, um, legalism thing, I mean, that, man, that, that's years of talks. And when you come into a place where you fully begin to grasp, this happened with me in some ways. I was a worker, okay? I was a, an overachiever. I needed to stay ahead of myself, I didn't realize that's what I was doing until later in life, but I need to stay ahead of my um, my weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And so, for example, you know, um, 
if 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 money if I was going to make money off of something ministry related, yeah, early on especially, I need to stay ahead of my greed. So I was going to vow to give XXX away, mm-hmm. and because I didn't trust myself, I, I knew that, and, and I shouldn't trust myself. And it's not where I'm getting, but I just I, I knew, man, it, and it never worked. Like it never made me stop feeling either insecure or overly secure in that. And in the same way, like I, I need to stay ahead. I can't fail at school or whatever. I got to stay ahead of myself. And that just a pattern, a cycle. And the day that I fully accepted, and it sounds like a sermon or it sounds like a song, and I just always, always dismissed it. But the day, for whatever reason, that it reached my heart, the idea that I am completely and totally accepted outside of my performance mm-hmm. or my reaction that Christ, like I do believe there's a response. I don't mean that, yeah. but the only real response required, I can't even say the words without making it required. The only role I have, let's say it like that. The only role I have in it is belief. Yeah. That's it. In fact, I was, if you want to keep going down this road, the Bible says that the faith it took to believe even came from him. It came from him. Right. It said that while we were dead in trespasses, Christ made us alive together. Dead people don't have any role in being made alive. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, I do believe, I'm not one of those, you know, I, I believe there's a response, but the moment I became like secure, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't real sure because I was a diligent Bible studier. Like I come to the place and I still love studying this way. I didn't, I got to always like the, 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 it's like I'm two faced. The Pharisee in me has to stop and go, everybody, I'm not saying don't study the Bible. If y'all have listened to a few episodes and uh-huh. you think there's a chance that I want to tell you that studying the Bible is wrong and you want to isolate that statement, pull it out and use it against me, then, you know, I got to get over that. I You'll think you'll never that, be a senator now. <laughs> exactly. I thought it was the hair. This, it was this. No, it's both. And so the point is, obviously, I'm not anti Bible study. I shouldn't have to make those disclaimers, but maybe, maybe you're listening for the first time. Sure. But dude, I used to sit, Johnny, and I would study. I spent one year in Psalm 119. It was incredible. But I went word through by word through the Hebrew yeah. in, in you know, on, online study guides and on learning and writing and journaling about it. And you know, that, I'll spend a year in the book of the Bible. And I love that. And, I, and I, I, I still enjoy that. But the moment, but it became so like if I didn't have it, mm-hmm. then I felt distant or I felt unworthy or I felt in the moment I woke up and went, I'm not, there's nothing required of me today. goes back to your question. It's like, should, should I go, what if I don't do that today? What's it going to feel like? What is it going to feel like to not have spent an hour writing in my journal, breaking down hermeneutically the Greek or Hebrew right. and still feel more accepted by God than I did before? And it was like, oh my gosh, am I going to study the Bible less? Could this be of God? Like, you know, there's, it's, it was a weird, mm-hmm. it was a weird like re-entry. I, I think of someone who's been in a foreign country for a long, long time. Yeah. Or maybe they got stuck in the, de- you know, they always talk about that. Oh, you know, you see kids on TV, man, and, and they're starving and it's horrible. And our kids want to say, daddy, if they were here today, I, I, I'd let them have my whole hamburger. Right. And it's such a sweet thing to say. What you, what, what the truth is, is if maybe if you gave them their whole hamburger, it would make them so sick. It might kill them. Mm-hmm. Like they are not acclimated to that. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Like I was, I was like, 
I'm not acclimated to freedom. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. And that's what Paul even said. Don't use your freedom for the wrong things, but also don't be afraid of freedom. And and there came a place where now when I study, I'm not doing it to earn or not. And, and we've, we've talked about spiritual disciplines before and all, but it comes back to that same thing. What would someone do if they were really accepted by God? What if they really believed it? Will it drive them? Yeah, to do more or less, or does that question even matter? So go, you you pick it up from there because I've talked. No, to I you. don't know. I think yeah, it's a, the, the relationship thing too. It's like if you knew you were unconditionally loved by your spouse, does it make you want to do better by your spouse, or does it make you want to see like how much Cheeto dust can I leave on this shirt <laughs> before she divorces me? You know, <laughs> right? Like I don't know. I think it. I think some of it's about personality. Some people are achievers and are are driven to work and earn anyway, like how you're raised, your ethic. Some people are lazy and battle laziness. And so they're going to battle laziness in their spiritual walk too. And some people just don't feel worthy. They can say the words and then they say, well, it's like the fear of being known. We talked about that yet last week. Like the the fear of community is not just about like, I got to mark out time in my life for this. I got to, it's, what if they really knew me? Yeah. That's the, and so if we really want to feel known or we feel like God knows everything, that's kind of great and kind of terrifying. Right. Because we know our deepest, darkest. And once you know, like, okay, this is, this is a little too close. And now what's he going to demand of me? People, you know, people that aren't believers, like that's, that's one of the fears. Like, what's this mean? I can come say this prayer, but what's next? What, does yeah. this mean I got to go to Africa now? Right, right. Like, you know, Where, where's the catch? Yeah, yeah. and um, so yeah, I think there's there's I think sometimes it's about how you process what does freedom mean to to somebody. You know, you can say, well, yeah, I believe God gave us freedom, but what does that mean? And and uh, we always have our own. Uh, it's uh, John Acuff posted this great status about that about um, what did he call it? Secret rules. He said, I had a, he said he was at a party. This guy said, this is going into your thing about giving away before you could earn it because you knew you could combat the greed in advance almost. Yeah. I'll be more righteous. I could work my way out of this. Yeah. He said he was at this party and this, the CEO uh, was there and his friend who knew what that CEO made said, how do, I don't know how that guy sleeps at night. Hmm. And then he said, I realized my friend had this secret rule of a CEO is only supposed to make X. And once they make that, it's bad. Yeah. So it's like success is good to this point. And I've decided what that point is. Right, arbitrary. Yeah. I get to decide what arbitrary. And for said, other people, by and, the way. Right, yeah. for other people. And the danger of that is, uh, and I never have never thought about this, but there are people that have that rule in their mind. And if they start to get close to that number, they will sabotage themselves. Yeah, not me, not knowing that that's why they're doing it, and so he started thinking about what other what secret rules do I have, and yeah. one of them was he was ta- he was hurt by some people who took advantage of him and his platform yeah. a few years ago, yeah. and so he said I started having this mindset of people are going to take advantage of me, and it made me pull away from community, and he said I'm I'm a work in progress, you know I'm still working on it, but it was like I, he goes, and then he just asked his audience like what secret rules do you have, and it made me start thinking like man what. So I think it's about knowing your, what are your patterns? Is your pattern to run from conflict? Is your pattern to 
enjoy conflict too much? Is your pattern to run from freedom because you're like, I can't, I can't trust myself with this freedom? Right. Or is your pattern to take advantage of people? Well, it's funny when you said that. Some people, I think, hide behind conflict. You know, yeah. right now in our church, we're in, in my life, we're really trying to push people towards the right kind of conflict. But when you said that, I never thought of the fact that some people's pattern is, I'm going to blow up on you. And that keeps us from ever having to have real conversations. Yeah. And so you're right. It's a pattern. Okay. So I, I'm not ashamed to say this, but uh, my wife loves Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Do you watch Grey's Anatomy? I've seen a few episodes. And I used to make fun of it so badly. Right. I'd be like, oh, hey, let me guess. She, so she, and she'd make her so mad. Make her so mad. Because uh, you could guess what was going to happen. Yeah, I'd go, well, let me see this week. Is it a plane crash, a train crash, or a car crash in which all of them happen to all be involved? One of them possibly lost a limb, and the other surgeons were there to save them, and somehow they all magically – like the number of tragic they, things that are happening. They end up in a, an empty hospital room together. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> There's oh always gosh. that. You know, and all the stuff. Yeah, and, and so – well, now I watch Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Because I love my wife is the number one reason, but number two, just admit that you being, love McDreamy. If I'm being, he's not there anymore. He died. Oh, he died. Oh, McDreamy's gone. Johnny, that's like three seasons ago, bro. How did they save the show once they killed off McDreamy? I'm it's not as good you, anymore, is it? I'm going to tell you this about about the, the show writer, the main <laughs> creator. Like as much as I made fun of it, there's some real brilliance in in the story. If mm. nothing else, it's the brilliance in the way that that they shock you. That's what it is. But I don't feel some shows shock you. And show, show, shock you, and and <laughs> Say you, that. and and you like you're mad about it, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's a pattern. There's a way. Like, like I'll, I'll turn to her and go, "All right, there's no way this person's going to survive." Like, you know, we're the, right. the, the ending is too good. Something bad, you know. So there's always that. But there was a conversation that struck me. That's why I said all this from what you were saying. And okay, <laughs> just just to let you know how ridiculous, you know, I you know I like it. So there was a there, one of the surgeons was used to be military, and so was um, a couple of them. And his sister was taken captive uh, in Afghanistan. Okay, and and they didn't know that they thought she was dead. So all like seven eight years had passed, you know, and her romantic interest had moved on. He's also mm-hmm. a surgeon, of course, and so and then one day they get a call. Oh my gosh, she's still alive. Of course, they rush her to the hospital where they are. They fly her. She needs this very experimental surgery, and they find a way. It's like an abdomen. It was like an abdomen um, um, transplant. What of the top part of her abdomen? They oh. had yeah, it was crazy. So anyway, and so okay. <clears throat> yeah, an abdomen. I mean, maybe, maybe that's here. what I need. <laughs> <laughs> and so, anywho, she's back and it messes up everybody's life because now the guy who was in love with her who thought she's dead, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so, but the brother's really struggling because she wants to move away and start her life again. And he's mm-hmm. like, I just got you back. And he's kind of, you know. And so they have this big road trip and they stop and she's yelling at him. He's yelling at her. And she says this. And this is what I said all to get here. And, and she says, You know, you're the most loyal person I've ever met. And it sounds like a compliment, you know. And then she says this, But you're also loyal to ideas. You're loyal to ideas, and you can't get the idea out of your mind of the fact that this happened to me or that you think you can protect me or yeah. if I go away. And, man, that – I immediately grabbed my phone and wrote that down because that was me, and I think that's what we're talking about today in, in, in to Acuff's post and all those things. Like, loyalty is good. Right, but what ideas have I been loyal to that? And it goes back to that. What ideas am I dogmatic about or loyal to that aren't scripturally loyal? Yeah, or you value them over people? 
yeah, I begin valuing that system yeah. or that organization or that way of thinking or that desire to avoid conflict or to pursue it. Like I begin valuing those things because there's this whole sordid story of my past that I'm probably not even completely aware of yeah. that has led me to function in the in these patterns. Yeah. And so now I'm loyal to these patterns as if they're sacred. And if there's anything that's so valuable for me in life, it's it's not throwing out the sacred. There are those who will hear what we're saying and go, you guys are, you're throwing out your heritage, you're throwing out your history, you're throwing out what's sacred. Absolutely not. I want to discover what's truly sacred. I want to use my history and my heritage. I want to, I don't want to destroy those foundations. I want to build on them. But a foundation alone, which is what childhood especially really is, a foundation alone is not meant to be where you live on a, in a tent. You're supposed mm-hmm. to build upon it. And so, and if there's parts, and we talked about that before, that's built into it or mixed into it that that were never meant to be sacred, then here's the deal. They won't stand. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wait till that finds out. I, I found that out too many times the hard way. I don't, but I also don't want to, I don't want to dishonor them. I want to build upon them. But there's something so freeing about saying, hey, what patterns or what ideas am I loyal to that, that, that perhaps they're not wrong, Yeah. but they shouldn't be elevated to sacred they shouldn't be elevated to sacred status only and, and, and this this may sound cliche but I, I say this sometimes but this is the thought that came to me i know it sounds too cliche but it, it just means a lot to me that the only i don't want to have any hills to die on except the one that jesus died on mm-hmm. like that that's a thing for me now i don't want it, what are those things and generally they're emotional you don't know them till you're in it you yeah. know and it only I believe only Christ can make you be aware of what those sacred hills, the hills that die on are that shouldn't be. Because there's no way to see them outside. You'll fight for them because yeah. they're, they're that you don't know they're sacred. Only Christ can transform your life, and I think that's what freedom does. If freedom never causes you to see those things, that's why I trust for the freedom of Christ. That's what Paul said. Hey, oh, are we going to start sitting that grace may abound? Look, again, you're not near real grace until you're asking that question. And the answer is no. No, you shouldn't do that. Well, how will you know not to? Because Christ is transforming your life. He's empowering you. He's going to be right there with you. His spirit is going to be guiding you. You So don't don't go back into legalism to try to – the legalism is trying to replace the work of the spirit. Yeah. So instead of John being able to listen, to be in community, not just God's spirit is animating God's body, okay? So instead of being able to go to my buddy Johnny, who's in the body of Christ with me, and saying, hey, Johnny, what should I do with this amount of money? I'm praying about this. And in praying about this, I'm coming to you. You know, what I'm tempted to do is to give it all away so I have to be responsible or steward it. Okay, what do you think? I, and by the way, everybody, I haven't made a lot of money. I'm not trying to act like it's something. It's a, it sounds like I'm Next time you see Johnny, he's going to have the most thick, lustrous toupee that you've I'll get ever off seen. my private jet. Oh, my goodness. No, it's nothing like that. But whatever it may be to me is a big deal. Instead of like coming to you and trusting you and trusting the body together, yeah. you know, I wanted to legalize my way out of it instead of trusting the spirit and trusting in freedom to let the spirit guide me. So we got a couple minutes left, but let's we'll, we'll, we'll take us out on that. No, that's good. I think uh, it's true, and I have that. You know, my dad was obsessed with money. He he didn't have a lot. He constantly he would drag us all over uh, the state to these things. We would get these things in the mail, 
you may have won one of these. Do you oh, remember these? Wow. It's a timeshare like thing. timeshare, yeah. You may have won these three prizes. You've won one of these. It was like a color television or whatever or $2,500 cash. So we'd go. We did – that was our vacations. We did 10 or 11 of those. And wow. we'd listen to this thing. Did you have to go? Oh, I'd go. We'd go as a family. And that was but the I way mean, we – you had to sit in the presentation. Yeah, we'd sit in the presentation. Wow. So – and we'd always win the lowest thing. We'd win the little 12-inch color you know, television. Oh, what do you know? Uh, what do you know? They gave us the crappiest thing. But my dad was constantly starting business. Before I was born, he was starting businesses. My mom was pumping gas at a gas station that my dad tried to start in the winter when she was pregnant with me and my brother. Oh, wow. He had her pumping gas. He was not a good guy. So he was constantly like, it's going to turn around. I'm gonna. He died penniless. So... My seek, my rule that has affected me is when I see myself making a decision that feels like it's bottom line oriented only. Yeah, and there's no redemption to it. It just feels like, well, what's the money thing to do? What will make? What will enrich me? Yeah. Sometimes I run from that, and sometimes it's the right thing to do. Yeah. But I'm but I'm so conditioned to not be like my dad. Yeah. And not end up when the truth is I'm so far from my dad. Right. Already. Right. Just by, by being self-aware enough to know I'm already not like him because yeah. he lacked self-awareness. So, but yeah, those rules you go, well, I want to do the right thing. And if that means that I'm supposed to go buy this house because yeah. my wife has been with me, I've tried to starve us in numerous jobs yeah. and now I'm actually doing okay. So should I go and get a nice house? Is it wrong to have an, like you have to ask those questions knowing you have biases and you have these weird rules yeah. that don't make, they're not spiritually sound. A lot of them, right. they're just ticks that a therapist would have a heyday with. It's not even about that, you know, but man, you people, people make those, people make those impressions though. They're yeah. religion, right? That, and, and they're either bound by it or they're, or they're liberated to do whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do by it. Right. And some people are afraid of success. Like we used to joke about that. Somebody did a report, report on you. I'll never forget what they wrote. You remember this? This kid that did a report on you uh-huh. for their school? Yeah. And they asked you all these questions. They had a binder of photos and things. And it was and it said – it was a synopsis of you in the first page. And it said, John Driver is afraid of snakes, success, and failure. <laughs> I thought that was so great. Wow. That is so funny. That's <laughs> still true. Because <laughs> it's true. It's like we're afraid of failure. Yeah. But we're also afraid of – because success means everything I do now counts because yeah. there's something to lose. Yeah. You buy a house, now it's like I could, I could blow this. Yeah. When, you're, when you have nothing, it's like it, that's the freedom is going, well, there's none of this. Once you have stakes in the game, uh-huh. and so to take your life seriously and go like, well, what does God want me to be? I want to be what he, if that means a big deal, then great. If it means a little deal, then whatever. But be okay with it and don't run from, like making your light lower, thinking that that's holiness. Yeah. I'll dim my talents. I won't, now I don't say you're going bragging and just shotgunning people with your, fire hosing people with your talent. But I'm sure. saying there's a way that we diminish our value and we count that as holiness. Yeah. And I think it's backwards. No, you're right. It doesn't man. help anybody. No. Go be you on 11 and help the world yeah. and give glory to God. Yeah. You know? Wow, that's so. good. No, you're right. And I, I think it's funny. It's either no one's in the middle, it seems like, naturally. We're, we're either 
it's you know somebody's gonna listen to you say that and they're gonna be like you know what you're right and and they're gonna go quit their job you know they're gonna not support their two children at home don't quit your job and they're gonna go out there Please and don't. i'm gonna god wants me to be a star like that's so oh god, lord i hope they didn't think that no that's, but that's my point though you right. didn't say that yeah but it's like we're looking for either that yeah or someone else needed to hear that because and this is we make everything about talent it's really not about talent or gifting like you know the thing the thing that you may need to be 11 on is you need to be 11 in some real relationships yeah, and no, get sure. involved so that your life matters with people. Johnny's life matters with John because Johnny's speaking into John's life. And when he goes and takes a stage, I'm speaking to you now in third persons if you're not sitting That's beautiful. here. beautiful. I like it. You know, when you take a stage, there's a purpose behind it because we talk about it. There's a purpose behind it. Yes, yeah. you're making a living. But you wouldn't be you would you would not be doing this if there was not yeah. some, you could do this and make more money doing it differently. Yeah. Like that's not what that's about. You're always asking those questions. Yeah, that's why it counts. I love that. It, it, I yeah, love those it's not words. just about gift. It's like I don't know. It's like peace. I I don't even think about happiness anymore. I think about like I, if I have peace in something and contentment, like that's like this idea of like I'm going to go be happy. It means so many different things, so many different people. Yeah. So it's like you're chasing a mirage in a lot of ways. But I feel peace. When I figured out what I was supposed to be doing, I felt peace. And that's never really gone away. There's been angst about other things, what to do here, this move, that move. But I never had that same thing of like, what am I even doing? And I think you can have that not just when you find out something that you're good at that other people aren't good at. I'm saying it could be anything. It could be finding pieces of husband, all of that. It's like sometimes you're looking for a reason, John. You're rolling through the night to find your place in this world. You know? There's not a lot to lean on. You need his light to help you find your place in this world. It was a great song. Oh, is that a song? <laughs> I should we should lay that down. That's you writing this down? Oh man. Remember that wow. video? He's running. But then there was a woman, so it looked like he had sold out the meaning of the song. People flipped oh, out over that. Man, people flipped they out. They crucified him over that. There. It's crazy. And here's the deal, too. Wood, he's a great example. What an amazing guy. Yeah. But if he looked like me, would you really have ever heard of him? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You've got a good beard. He had that beard going. <laughs> he now he, he was clean shaven when he got big. Though, I think he thing. was doing though scruff shadow. Wasn't before he doing the thing? A, Michael Levy had a completely different look every record. Remember that? Yeah, he had like the every yes. time you see him, he looked like a different person. Yeah, I wonder if that's a stylist or if you he just like do that with me. And I don't think I could do that. There's not a whole lot of flavors and no. stages and no. It's like hey, shades. Here's John. Here's John. Here's John older. Here's John. A year later. Here's John when he just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone's like, well, they really should have airbrushed John's picture. And I'm like, they, they did. did. They did. Yeah. This is and, the um, this is what <laughs> happened. So well, that's great, man. I had that was good. That was good talk today. Um, Good talk, and uh, hopefully we'll get Dane back. We're going to have uh, – hey, I don't know if I told you, Johnny. I got Reggie Dabbs coming in studio. The? The Reggie Dabbs coming in studio. Beautiful. I think in two weeks. Remember my idea for Reggie because he has – you can't change your past, but you can change your future. Yeah, I want you to talk to him about it when he's here. Okay, good. Are you going to be here – and we'll talk about that. Off. There's no reason to do this while people are listening. No. Yeah, that would be – yeah. We're just now – at this point, we're just wasting their time yeah. to see if they're still listening. We want to thank our sponsor, Testaments, once again. Uh, and uh, you can get those wherever fine Christian candies are sold. You know, and let's be honest. If you own a business, and we, you need to email us at – oh, jeez. I don't know what it's going to be. Just email just, John at johndriver.com for now. Dane, send or, us a Twitter message. Because we are open 
to corporate sponsors Absolutely. that would allow your business to be heard. Yeah, by and, hundreds of listeners. Yeah, if maybe not, thousands. Maybe thousands. We're growing every we're day. We're growing every day. Every day we're eating more. Yeah. And anyway, it's uh, so yeah. Give us send us an email or let us know. It At could be talk uh, ab that pod. That's it. There's no it. yeah. That's it. but if you don't tweet, you can you can also email me at john at johndriver.com. And uh, yeah, let us know. We it would sounds love like to. I was promoting johndriver.com. Yeah, we would be honored because you know, like Christian Radio. That's one of the things about Christian Radio that kind of is a hang up of mine is they say they're tax exempt because they're not. They don't have ads. Mm. They're listener supported. And yeah. then when you hear them, they say this you know, hour brought this to hour you brought by, to you by Fleener Security or whatever. Yeah. And so it's kind of, that's an ad. We're listen. We have totally sold out. Right. We'll take your. We're money. not tax exempt. No. If you want to promote your business, as long as it's not like you're not committing a crime, right? We want or a crime that. that is, and sorry, we'll talk, we'll talk about. Maybe it. if it's a product that we. Maybe it's not. Maybe if it. Maybe it's like. I don't know. Pitch, Claire, pitch your crime to us, and let's we'll let us decide. We're open. You know, we'll be in community about it. There's freedom. <laughs> uh, it's not that bad. Of no, a it's, crime yeah. Anyway. Come on, as yeah. crimes go. Yeah. So let us know. We would love to have your uh, and listen. Go and leave a review and. Give us a five star, and uh, that's how we get more uh, listeners because it takes us up in the rankings. Yeah, I mean, honestly, here's going to be my challenge. Yeah, if you laughed mm. out loud just once, one time today, and maybe you didn't in an hour. That, but every time you laugh out loud, I want you to share it with one friend. Like, make a commitment to us. This is a vow. Yeah, I want you to vow. make a rule, right. a law, a if secret you will. rule. I want you to be legalistic about this, not yeah. about the other things, but I want you to share with someone because I- what you're thinking is. John made me. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why. I just want you to. Or if something else like reached you today, mm-hmm. then you're like, you know what? I had not thought of it like that. Then share with somebody or send us a message. Let us know. Or if you're like, that was complete heresy. Go ahead and keep that to yourself. Yes, yes. Don't share. Then. Go ahead. You can type the email and then delete it. That'd be a weird rule to make. Yeah. Share this every time you hear something that's heresy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah. what? I hate this. I'm sharing it just because you know, you're legalistic and you don't know how not to There should be a rule. button for that. It could be called like the Sharacy button. Sharacy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that a dad joke? No. That's I mean, better. Sure, than, it is. It's better than that. It's joke. a wordplay, but why is, why is a, your wordplay better than mine? I don't know, John. I do this for a living, buddy. <laughs> uh, it's, a, I'm, I'm, it's a honed skill. We'll have to do our it's dad. A craft. We're going to do our dad joke thing uh, next episode. So, hey, guys. Oh, thank wait, you. Oh, I was going to say this one thing because you're talking about dad jokes. <laughs> Go ahead. The funniest joke uh, uh, Gary Shandling. You're the late Gary oh, Shandling, yeah. great oh, comedian. Yeah. So Norm Macdonald's telling this story. He said, I met Gary Shandling, and I couldn't get over how he wrote this one joke. It was like mystical to him. It's like, how did he come up with that joke? And here's the joke. Gary Shandling used to this joke, and he would say, so I'm dating uh, Miss Georgia right now. Oh, okay, former Miss Georgia. All right, it's George Foreman. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so great. Anyway, so that's a dad that's joke. Like a that's a funny. It's a funny, way funnier than a dad joke. Superior it's a, dad it's an amazing joke. joke. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, we love you. We'll catch you next time. Life Audio presents Bridges with Monica Schmelter. That we have an enduring hope that can't be taken away when we are in Christ, and to know that we have that right. And eternal salvation, because this world can be so busy and so dark that we can forget that, right? Because right? sometimes I get caught in the trappings of what's going on in my life this moment. And while I have to recognize that, that's not it. Continue listening on lifeaudio.com or wherever you find your podcast.